we interrupt the regular episode schedule to bring you this important extra episode. I am Paul Sungojung, and this is episode 10.10 You or God? Truth and Reality. Addendum to the episodes 9 and 10. Now, episode 11, Nightmare That Plagues Every Dream of God's Kingdom, is scheduled to be uploaded this coming Saturday, March 13th. So, as the title says, this is an extra episode that expands on the content of the 9th and the 10th episode. So, if you haven't listened to those two episodes, I recommend that you go check them out first. Well, this entire series is set up so that each episode kind of builds on the points of the previous ones, so it would be best if you start from the first episode. But anyway, here goes. One of the more complicated questions that was raised by my account of how God speaks to us is the distinction between God and, well, you. Because if every truth is God speaking, and the personal voice that speaks within you that speaks the truth is the voice of God, well, where is the line between you and God? I mean, obviously there's a line somewhere, since you aren't omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent creator of all that is, nor are you reality itself. But still, where's the line? And that question likely was raised again when I compared the experience of how a thought or an insight can suddenly come to you, to the experience of having a conversation initiated by an inner voice of truth, the voice of God. After all, in case of sudden insight or a thought, uh, we may say that they emerge from our unconscious. But in that case, it's still from our unconscious, right? So this voice that supposedly speaks the truth wouldn't that also be us? Now, I did partly address the question in the discussion about the enclosed self and the open self. Again, check episode 10 for this. But a larger answer sort of requires you to put two and two together. Uh, In this case, put the ideas presented in the first episode and the seventh, ninth, and the tenth uh, at the very least. But let me see if I can put them together here for you and give you a a short sort of preliminary answer. So let me start with a quote, not from a philosopher or a theologian or even the Bible. It's from an anime, well, manga to be exact, since that's the original. Full Metal Alchemist, Brotherhood for the Anime Watchers. Now this work has won multiple prestigious awards, and it unfailingly appears on the very short list of top anime or manga series that people name as the best or the most impactful in their lives. So this isn't just any show. Still, it is quite interesting that I can use a quote from a work meant for popular entertainment to explain a fairly complicated theological point. So, in the series, the protagonist, the eponymous alchemists, encounter a being, or something beyond the mere being, who greets them with this following introduction. Who am I? One name you might have for me is the world, or you might call me the universe, or perhaps God, or the truth. I am all and I am one, and this also means that I am you. Let me unpack this. 
Now, you can take this as sort of a pantheistic or new age statement about how we are all part of God, but it's not quite that. I mean, you can take it that way, but the series remain ambivalent as to exactly what this world truth God figure is. And at any rate, I'm not here to talk about the anime, as interesting as it is. I'm using this as an illustration. See, I find that this quote is a good description of how God is experienced by us. Remember how in the first episode I asked, where would you point to today and say that that's God at work? When can we say that we're dealing with God? That's actually an experiential question. It's asking, where is God in your experiential field? Now, the short but perplexing Christian answer to that is both nowhere and everywhere. And in episode 1, this question led to the point that is now often repeated in this series, that God is reality. What I mean by that, though, is the experience of reality all of reality in its infinitude and eternity is the experience of God. And that means everything we ever experience. Which brings us back to the quote. One name that the figure in the Full Metal Alchemist gives for itself is God. The other name it gives is the world. The word world here refers not to planet Earth, but absolutely everything that is as a single one system. That's why yet another name it gives is the universe, or the all and the one. And I mentioned in episode 4 that the meaning of the word universe is all toward the one. So simply put, the figure is reality itself. Furthermore, the truth of our thoughts and actions are measured by reality. So the figure is also called truth. Then comes the curious part of the quote. I am also you. What does that mean? Well, the simplest answer is that you are part of reality, part of the world. And that's an important point. We often forget to include us into our thinking when we are trying to understand what reality truly is. But even more important is, you are the one that is interacting with reality when you seek the truth. Simply put, what you experience of reality is always your experience, which if you think about it, is embarrassingly obvious, but this has important implications. Now, reality is infinite. It's infinitely complex and infinitely vast, and the glimpse of this truth pushes us into either awe or terror, which is a key characteristic of what is called the numinous experience of God, by the way, but more on that in some other episode. The thing is, reality is, that is, God is, infinite, but the experience of this infinite reality that you have is bounded by, well, you, bounded by your understanding, by your character, and your limitations. So, if you are twisted, confused, or prone to lies, for example, that will twist, confuse, and deceive whatever you experience of God, and that can destroy everything that you try to do. Which is actually a key theme in the anime Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, this is why the series really surprised me, since I was not expecting to see an idea like this pop out and something like that. Anyway, this brings us back to the original question, the line between you 
and God. If I were to apply the quote from the Full Metal Alchemist to this question, it would be this. Reality that you experience, or God you will encounter, is experienced through your character, who you are, and how you relate to everything. That is why the world, the universe, the all and the one, and you, you through whom these are experienced as you seek the truth, are linked together. And together, all of them constitute your experience of God. This is why engaging that voice within you that speaks the truth is so important. Because that voice, for the lack of better words, is the shape of reality that you will experience. Now the problem is, we don't always speak the truth. We aren't always the best we can be. And to the extent that we aren't, our experience of God, our relation to reality, is distorted. However, there's a better version of you. And it is a person, by the way, because this you is a real personality, one that has a character that relates to reality better in ways that are more truthful, moral, loving, and inspiring. This version of you with this particular character will set right your experience of reality. And this you is potentially you. It is who you can become. But this you is also not you. After all, if you fail to become this person, it will be that it was never you in the first place. But say you do become better though. You heed the beckoning of this better you and become more truthful, moral, loving, and inspiring. And so your experience of reality, of God, is less limited, distorted, selfish, or deceitful. However, when you become this better you, you will then find that there's still an even better you that's beckoning. And this will always be the case. This better you is like the horizon, always moving further ahead of you as you progress toward it. And the part of the reason for that is, we are sinful. Sinful in the sense that we explored in episode 8. We missed the mark. None of us are truly at our unfailing best, where we are truthful, just, or loving as best as we can possibly be. And our better is not our best. But perhaps even more important reason is that we are limited while reality is infinite. So that even when we are at our unfailing best, which is an impossible feat, we will always forever be called to learn and grow in greater truth, goodness, and love as we explore this infinite reality. That, by the way, is what Bible calls walking with God, uh, which is a vision of a life that forever finds new goodness, new love, new truth. But then here's a question. Who is this better you? Now, this you points to who you can become in the next step, but in each step is always beyond you. This you always connects you to reality and speaks what is true in every way and always leads you toward what you can become no matter where you are in your journey. This you beckons to you even when you're at your worst and will beckon to you even at your unfailing best. This you is a version of you but always just further ahead like the horizon so that this you is also never you. You never actually become this you at the horizon. Well, that you is God who speaks from within. 
And that's where we find the line between you and God who speaks. See, the line is there, but it always moves as you move. This you comes to where you are to lead you onward. And well, here's a kind of a spoiler. Jesus Christ is the figure that Christians have discovered is this eternal you that's not you, who you strive to become, but is always beyond you. But wait, is this really all that Christianity is about? My answer is, we actually haven't gotten to Christianity yet. By that I mean this entire series so far in the first season, at its 10th episode or even to the 12th episode when the first season ends, uh, won't begin talking about Christianity proper, which may surprise some of you since each episode has explored ideas and insights in Christianity, but all these were in fact preparations to get us to the starting line. Everything that is presented in the first season preps us to understand the actual Christian story from creation to redemption to beyond once we begin to explore it. Because you may have noticed, we haven't really covered the whole Christian story as told in the Bible in any organized manner. And even for this episode, we haven't described the actual person or the character of this eternal you that beckons who is never you. And let me be clear, there are some real particular character to this eternal version of you, as I've said before. And the Christian story is how we came to know this character. And that's why much of the idea that I've been describing, the idea of the better you that relates to reality truthfully, can be found elsewhere. Now in the Bible, humanity is created in the image of God. But there's also the Hindu teaching that Atman, the self, is Brahman, the infinite reality, or the Buddhist teaching about the Buddha nature of all things, teachings about the sage who is one with the Tao in Taoism, as well as the versions of Socratic injunctions to know yourself, also touch upon this idea as well. Now, they're not all saying the same thing exactly. The overall teaching in which each comes from is different. For example, the Hindu idea of Atman, the true self, is explicitly contrasted with the Buddhist idea of Anatman, the non-self. But all of them share the common root insight that your experience of reality as a whole, your encounter with God, is shaped by who you are. And thus, you need to heed the better version of you that relates you truthfully to everything. So we can now return to the question of what it means when a powerful insight or thought suddenly comes to you, or when something like a dialogue is initiated by a version of you from within. We can say that they are from your unconscious, but that's not what's important. If the thought that came to you is actually true, that is, if it isn't some distorted, deceitful thing that you just made up, then it came to you because you were relating to reality truthfully. It is from a better, truthful version of you, that you who is also never you. And whether that happened consciously or unconsciously is secondary. Also, it isn't simply just something that happens within your own head only. It is like the example that I gave in episode 10, when I said the voices or personalities that pose different ways of acting and living are inside you, but also not only you, but everyone else as well. Sort of like an app or a software that is downloaded to your phone, yet it's also downloaded to all others as well. 
So the app isn't just something inside your phone, it is something larger in which your phone participates or is a part of. The voice that speaks truth in every way and moves you toward what is good is you, but also never you. And everyone else has that version of themselves. Not only is there a constant moving line between the voice of truth, God, and you, there is one for everyone else. Everyone is called to the journey toward better versions of them, the one who relate more truthfully to reality, uh, and who live in more just, fair, loving, and inspiring ways. Now, some of these other people may be far, far, far ahead in their journey than you are. They have become the better version of themselves many times more than you have, and they will continue their journey as God continues to speak to them from beyond the horizon. Some of them may be far, far behind. Sometimes it may even be that someone is struck with a truth or insight that is far ahead of where they are in their journey, a prophecy of a sort. There's also what we cover near the end of episode 10, miracles. Let me remind you though how the definition of miracle was very different from what is popularly imagined. A miracle is not an interference with nature, but God's response. The idea is that all of reality can change, even physically, often in ways beyond our imagination, in response to us following the right voice, the version of you that leads you to relate to reality rightly. Whatever that voice says will come true, will come true, even if you don't think it's possible. That's a miracle. But again, the key question is, which voice inside you is that you? the eternally better you, because it is often not at all easy to recognize it, especially if you are too used to ignoring the truth or hiding from it or failing or even refusing to do what we know is good and lying to ourselves. Then we've seriously distorted our relation to the truthful better you, the voice of God who speaks within us, and too often as a result we choose the wrong voices. Well, there are a few things we can do. We can recognize the truth when others tell us, since recognizing a truth is usually easier than reaching it by ourselves. There's also the Bible, but we'll talk about that in episode 12 when we close the first season. And miracles, properly understood, may provide a sign. But you have to recognize those truths. The better version of you will point to it and tell you to acknowledge it, but sometimes you may fail to. Sometimes you may even refuse to. And there are ways to distort things, to distort and pull you away from where you ought to have gone, and so shut out that voice of truth with catastrophic consequences. Religious people are not immune to this. Those who claim to be Christians are not immune to this. Our own secular humanistic societies are also not immune to this. And that's why the next episode, the 11th episode, is on the topic of evil. So again, please join me for the next episode. I will be waiting here. Oh, and if you're wondering where here is, uh, there was an interview which is now on Twitch and YouTube. Uh, in the video, you may recognize the room I'm at uh, from the podcast cover art. Now the sound is bad for the first 20 or 30 minutes of the video, but it becomes okay when the interview gets to the main questions afterward. Uh, I will add the links in the description for those who are interested. If you found the episode helpful, please remember to subscribe, share, 
and also rate, especially on the Apple platforms.